Spaces.org in association with Lunafest.io proudly presents to you episode four of the Lunafest podcast. Yeah, how's it going, guys? You all right? Uh, excited to be on this, my first one. So, um, yeah, really exciting, um, especially with everything going on uh, with Luna and Lunafest as well, especially. Um, yeah, it's uh, really, really, yeah. cool, really how, good times. How, how did you actually hear about the festival? Uh, that got you in, into it in the first place. I heard about the festival uh, through Sarah Main. I think I think she's been on. Was she was she been on one of these? Uh, I think she was on. Was it last? The yeah, last she, podcast. Yeah, the second second uh, episode. Sarah done. Yeah, I got um, Sarah told me about it because um, I got I got to know Sarah through a mutual friend of mine. Danny Savage, um, he he lives out in Ibiza. Uh, he's been involved in events for many years. Uh, I mean, him have been friends from Leeds. He's from Leeds, and that, that's where I'm based. I've been here since yeah. 2008 like, now. Uh, yeah, Alex, you are the DJ producer this year. I've been taking around on some of your profiles. Uh, you do a lot of stuff in Mint in um, Leeds, I believe. Yeah, I've um, I've worked for the Mint brand for probably best part of ten years now. Um, playing for the festival uh, at the club, which is now is now shut down. Unfortunately, that shut down um, just before the pandemic. But they've got um, they've got Mint Warehouse, which is a which is really really great club, bigger than what Mint Club was. And I do uh, do a few a few events there. The next one I've got coming up actually is um... yeah, I've actually got that bit down here. Have you got that? Salado, you you playing with Salado Jubilee Terrace Party? Yeah, yeah, Jubilee Terrace Party. That's uh, that's looking like a big one, very big one. Um, looking forward to yes. that. Well, Salado's a decent DJ. I've, I've I've listened to a bit of Salado stuff before. To be honest. When I was having a look at it, I was thinking, you know what, I'd love to go to that myself, but I'm actually flying out to the Dominican Republic the next day, so I'd actually be on the plane flying while I'm flying, so I think that's a, a no for me. Yeah. I would have loved to have went to that, to be honest. I'd probably miss your, miss your flight, maybe, if you came down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but to be honest... I've never really been out in Leeds. I've always wanted to have a night out in Leeds. Uh, I've done a course up there once, and I stayed there the night, and I went to a few bars, but I've never really done like the club scene. Uh, but it's supposed to be a lively place, obviously, your family. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a really good night out. Um, really good. We did lose. We, I mean, unfortunately, we've lost a couple of clubs over the past two years, but I think a lot of cities have, you know, with the pandemic, unfortunately. Um, but uh, it still it hasn't lost its its vibe. It's got a really good vibe, really good crowd. It's quite a small, it's quite a small city. Even though it's big status, it's it's a small city. So everyone 
it's got like a family feel, you know, you, you go out and, but it's not clicky. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's, but it has that family feel. Everyone's really, everyone's really friendly and, and open and inviting. Um, and it just has, yeah, it's just got a nice, comfortable, comfortable vibe and a great scene. Everyone's well up for it. Um, there's always, there's always good little uh, nights, groups of promoters putting on, you know, small nights and you've got the big nights as well. And everyone just supports each other. It's not very, there's not many politics, you know, some cities do have a lot of politics and rivalry, but what I've noticed yeah. with Leeds is it doesn't really have that. Everyone's got, everyone's got each other's back, which is, um, which is what you need, really, I think. How, as a um, professional DJ producer, how, how did you find it in the um, the lockdowns, obviously with the COVID, uh, that affect you in a big way? Uh, is that how you got into crypto or was you into crypto before that? Uh, no, actually, uh, well, the lockdowns, affected me negatively financially um it was yeah it's the worst position that i've been in for work in my life but fortunately what got me through it was the crypto because i've been in i've been involved in crypto i'll get into that in a second how i got involved in that but it, it was from like 2017 so even though it was it was a dire situation with you know the clubs like my industry we were the, we were the first industry to close and the very last industry to open up and yeah. being self-employed um, you don't they didn't really look after you that well it was you know self-employed um, people it was it was it was slightly difficult it was a bit harder but um, luckily because I've I had the crypto I've been involved in that that sort of took off a bit didn't it towards the end so I mean that kind of got me through I, 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 I cashed in a tiny little bit not not too much but that ticked you know ticked me over and I was doing a bit of trading and stuff um so yeah luckily the crypto kind of saved me a little bit in a way um yeah, yeah. financial side was you, uh, was you so, involved, yeah. involved in terror from the early going or went what are you? Price range did you find Terra that was you in there from the start or have you just not from the very beginning? I mean, I first got involved in crypto uh, as a whole in I'd say it was towards the end of 2017, uh, and it was Ethereum that I was buying. Like I was buying Ethereum at about about 190, um, and then just kept on buying it as it was going up. You know, sort of like DCA in. Uh, got a chunk of Ethereum, stupidly held on to it. If, you know, uh, when we crashed in 2018, I just held it right back down again. Then it was dormant, wasn't it? Crypto, we had that uh, uh, crypto winter for about, was it about two and a half, three years? So I just sort of left it, had it, you know, I wasn't really checking it that often. I wasn't really trading. I just, just yeah. held it all the way through. And then I think I bought a few more, like halfway through the, that bit that long two years i just i bought a little bit more because it was it was pretty cheap and then all of a sudden pandemic came and then it started to take off again um and then and then i, then I moved out of ethereum and then i went to polka dot and then i was in polka dot and then my, my friend danny savage that i mentioned he he told me about luna because he, he, he'd not really got into crypto. Like I'd been telling him to get into it. And then he started to get into it. One of his friends told him, you know, to get a few, a few of this, a few of that. And then he was like, oh, there's this one called Luna. You need to get on it. 
and Sarah Maine had told him about it. Um, and I think Sarah, she'd got in, in it quite early in the January when it was, I don't know how cheap it was then. I think Sarah's an uh, advocate for the all of Ibiza by the sounds of it. She's uh, getting everyone who'll listen onto it, pretty much like we all do, Rob. Yeah. Half of the lads on out of state at all on it. Uh, and I could just keep meeting lads when I'm on the coaches going to the footy that you know, wouldn't expect to have on into it. You would just start telling well, me about it. general or Luna? Well, well Luna, I, I'm a Terra Maxi, me. I don't really know much about any other crypto. I, yeah, well, now... The research and I've done it, Terra's all I need, to be honest. Yeah, that, that's, that's all I have now. Like I, what I was just saying, so then I moved all my funds to, well, I moved half of them into Luna. Then I started to research Luna and look at it. And then I was like, this is, I need to be all in this. So I got rid of, uh, swapped what I had of my Polkadot and a little bit of Ethereum. And I, I just went all in fully in Luna. I think I was buying it from about, um, I think about, about between 12 and 16 when, my friend Danny told me it was it was about eight. I didn't listen to him first. I should have done. Um, and then we cra- We went up to twenty two, didn't we? Then we crashed. And when we crashed in that that in May, um, in was it last year? Wasn't it May last year? I, yeah, the black I, I sold. I, I think I sold. I think I sold it all at like fifteen, and then it went right down. And then this is where I kind of made a mistake. I bought, I managed to get that. I bought, I got that bottom. I bought it at like 4.1. I think that it went down to like 4.0 something. But then I, I, it was late at night and I was about to go to sleep and I thought, oh, it's going to go down more. So I just, then I, I just sold it as soon as I bought it. Woke up and it was at seven. I was like, no way. So I, I bought <laughs> back in at seven. And then like, I've, I've you know, from seven, basically, I've been, um, I've just been like DCA in as well with with extra funds and stuff like that, and then uh, here similar, we are today. Pretty, so pretty it's, similar uh, story to me that I uh, I had a friend who was he was in it from like the February, and he was telling me about it, and I was like not really interested to be honest. And then he said it's pumping, it's pumping, it's pumping, and then I it went to twenty two, and then it dropped down to fifteen, and I jumped in, and when it was like fifteen, and bounced back to eighteen. And then we had the black swan, it went all the way down to yeah. just under five. And then to be honest, I've been buying it since that 15 up to 18, all the way down, all the way up, buying up and down. I've started yeah. doing IDOs and all that kind of stuff and just learning in general. But obviously, you're in the Lunatics first, the bots group with me as well, aren't you? So you get a lot of good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's a good group to be in. Really good group that. Um... Because yeah, that the lunatics group gets a bit a bit hectic. Um, and, well, I, I was in yeah, that. I started in that myself. I deleted myself out of that. The lunatics versus the bots has just got the right blends of a, you know, there's a lot of good talk in there and a lot of like educated talk. Rob Frank, well, he, to be honest, whatever yeah, Rob Frank, definitely, yeah, he's, like, he's, I, he's he's well on the ball. Like well, he seems to be well on the ball. Like everything he. Uh, Everything he chats oh, Frank, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Robert Frank. Like, he's yeah, he gives some good opium, doesn't he? Um, yeah, uh, so to yeah, be honest, he, he knows this well, stuff. I don't know about there's, yourself, there's a lot of but he's in there, I think. Yeah, are you, a, are you a PSI boy now as well? Yeah, I just jumped into the uh, N Luna PSI pool last night. Um, yeah, I wish I'd done that, I wish I'd done that sooner. I was gonna do it in March. When I think well, Hector was talking about it uh, in the group, 
and I was I went in a different pool instead. Like yeah, still got some nice little returns, but um, I kind of wish yeah. I just that one. The N Luna PSI seems like the best one to be in. I think yeah. after yeah. You, you, like because you, they're gonna constantly keep going up, aren't they? And PSI and and, and Luna kind of go up together in a way. Um, that, that, that's so my understanding of like a piggy bank with each other. Yeah. So you're getting the gains on those anyway because you're holding it, but then obviously you're getting your uh, you're getting your rewards. You know, your two hundred percent APY, which as well as well as the the value of your actual holdings going up as well so it's like a double you know it's like a double whammy uh compared to like a ust uh you know a, a token with the ust pool like ust isn't really going up in value so that's always going to be worth what you put in you just you know what i mean when you do take it out because you've got two tokens against each other if they're going yeah. up you're obviously getting the value on those going up as well so yeah it seems like a good one to be in so i'm gonna state that for a little bit i think well see how it goes you know um are you in it? Are you in that one? Yeah, to be honest, that's me uh, top loads of bag. That to be honest, uh, I've tried, I've tried yeah. them all. I've got loads of tokens coming in from IDOs here, there, and everywhere. Um, Starter has been my biggest disappointment at the moment. Like uh, the price drop on that, but uh, I've joined all the um, IDO sites to pile on the Atlo, uh, which is actually below what I paid for the Atlo as well. So, uh, but in general, I thought the IDOs were a good way to go, and they still are because the Terra system in general, but but early and everything came. So these loads of good yeah. protocols out there, aren't they? Yeah. I, I I like the um, well. I've only just jumped onto Spectrum three weeks ago. Um, before that, I was just in the Nexus pools, but. I've tried a few of them. I've tried Apollo. I've tried Loop. Um, yeah. In, in fairness, I've good. I like that. Stick it. They offer quite a bit more reward, don't they? On spec, in the spec, uh, on on spectrum finance, the pools on yeah. there. I mean, yeah, they, they but, almost offer double the uh, return. But in fairness, I've not pumping our own bags, which we probably just have done all day. Um, there's loads of other protocols on Terra, so anyone listening, yeah. check out the Terra Analytics. You'll find loads of protocols. Don't take mine and Alex's word for it. Do your own research and check them all out. Um, yeah, so your music, Alex. Um, obviously, I've got a few notes here. Your family, exactly. you're into your house and techno. Um, you're a DJ, also stroke producer. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, yeah. I've been, uh, yeah, I've been, de- well, I've been DJing. I've been DJing since. Well, I had I got decks when I was eleven, but I'd say I've been DJing properly uh, since I was about sixteen, seventeen. When I say properly, I mean knowing how to beat match, how to you know how to mix tracks properly. The uh, how, you know the arrangement, the phrases of, of you know before that, I was just kind of you know messing around in my room. So I'm thirty three now. So yeah, I've been DJing. It's fifteen, about fifteen years, I'd say. Uh, um, and been out to Ibiza many times. Started going to Ibiza when I was seventeen, um, and played in a few bars out there. Played in, played in Eden actually. That was good. Um, Eden main room. There was, was a night there that a friend was doing. That, that was a really that was a really good opportunity and a really really good experience to play in one of the big clubs out there. Um, yeah. And then, and then moved to Leeds, uh, moved to Leeds in two thousand and eight, 
and I've been studying. I came to, here for uni to study music tech, and that's where I've been to music college to sort of get into the production side of things, and then went to uni to sort of further that, and picked Leeds as well because it's it was as I started it was a a good city for for networking because it wasn't too far from from where I'm from. I was born in Doncaster, so I grew up just outside, so it's only down the road really. Yeah, I used to work with a local lad from Doncaster. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's like people, yeah, you, you see people sometimes frown upon it when you say you're from there, which you know it's not it's not the greatest of of towns, um, but you know it did it did have a it did have a good little good it was a good night out um, at, at one point, but I think it's just uh, I think it's gone to shit now. I think that's what my friends tell me. I, I've not, I've not been back for years, like literally like years. Back, back in the day, you had Doncaster Warehouse, didn't you? Which was quite a big um, party back in the early nineties. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen, I've seen yeah, on your profile. That, that's still going. But yeah, when we used to work with the lad, there was like a load of lads that we I used to work with from Zoni. And um, yeah, they, they said that they were going, yeah, and I was surprised because I, I thought all oh, like all them our places had shut down. To be honest, but yeah, I was surprised to know that it's still going. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I think it might it might have shut for a bit. I think, um, and then maybe reopened. But yeah, from what I last heard, it's uh, it's still going, which is yeah, it's good to see because you know towns that they need they need venues like that. You know, they're independent, sort of a bit bit dirtier. You know, with more culture. Yeah, the the, the venues with culture and stuff like that, rather than your. You get a lot of your chain places, which I'm not a fan of. You know, it's all about the independent venues for me, and they're the ones where you where you have the best nights. I think. Um, yeah, definitely. The better, the better DJs and stuff like that. But, yeah, I seen it. Um, I seen on one of your write ups, uh, you got into the music scene through your mum. Is that would that be correct? Yeah, that's uh, that is correct. Um, she. Yeah. She was always, uh, well, she still is, uh, maybe not as much now, always into like her dance. It was like, you know, 90s dance as I was growing up because I was born in 89. So my first yeah. memories are probably early 90s. And she, she, I think for my sixth, no, for my seventh birthday, that's when I've, I, I got a hi-fi system, which like it was one of them ones that had a, like a record player on the top and then you had like your CD drive and then the two tape decks as you work your way down and a load of CDs, like uh, compilation CDs of uh, 90s dance. And that's, that's sort of the first music that I can remember listening to, um, you know, Entrance and all stuff like that. Yeah, And that's sort of what got me into it. And then from there, it, it just must see. Yeah, all the, all the classics and... They always have it on in the car, um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of where I started. That's sort of where I fell in love with it, really. And then as the years progressed, started to explore it more. Got got my decks when I was eleven, and then I used to go to this record shop in um, a town called Retford. That's the I used to live just outside Retford, between Retford and Doncaster. Yeah. And my mum's friend, her husband had a, a record shop called Pendulum Records, like a little record shop. And uh, I used to just go in every Saturday with a fire, my pocket money. That's all. That's all I'd, ha- all I'd have. And he'd just keep a load of promos to one side for me. I'd just go in. I'd give him the fiver, and I'd just get like you know twenty, twenty vinyls white, like, every Saturday. White label, white labels, and 
Yeah, just it was, it was, it was, a, it was such a mix, though. You know, there's all sorts in there. It wasn't just, it, yeah, it wasn't one genre. You know, there'd be like some techno, there'd be some R&B in there. Um, there'd be some garage in there. You know, I wouldn't know what I'd get. And then I'd just go home and spend spend the rest of the afternoon just going through them or, you know, listening to them. Um, and that's uh, that sort of educated me a little bit more for the genres of music, other styles. Um, so that's sort of where I started to explore it more if you if you were and then and then i've got then i got into trance I had, a, had a few years of like tra- trance like delirium uh matt dairy all that kind of stuff uh the rude sandstorm actually when that first came out i've got that a gold edition on vinyl <laughs> um, and then and then it went from there but this is like when i'm about i'm about 11 years old now <laughs> and then um, Kevin and Perry, that that had just come out. And that that's what made me want to go to Ibiza. Kevin and Perry go large. I remember Kevin seeing that Perry. film and thinking, I was like, that's what I want to do. I was like, that is what you know. I want to be a DJ. I've seen that, and then I had to wait another six, seven years before I could eventually go to Ibiza, and then um, went to Ibiza, have, have you, and then that's where. Go on, sorry. Have you been? Have you lived in Ibiza? Have you been over there, staying yeah. there, or? Yeah, I've done uh, done a few seasons, uh, two thousand nine, two thousand and ten. Uh, did a season, and then did sort of half a season in two thousand and twelve, and then it's just been holidays, ex- extended holidays, sort of since then. Um, then last time when it's two thousand nineteen, but uh, got 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 holiday books. For, for me so I'm looking forward to that getting back out on the island have you have you been over before I take it yeah I've been a few times I've, been, I'm here. I've got a hotel booked in September I'm just waiting to sort my flights out to be honest I'm looking at going over in September but I've got to, to be honest since the lockdown so all I want to do is travel at the moment since I've been left for the yeah so I've got a few places I yeah. want to go to but yeah I've got a hotel booked here. but to be honest I have hotels booked everywhere don't necessarily always come off but <laughs> I think, yeah, the first week in September, I'm looking at going. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, I bet you can't wait. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a boss place, isn't it? It is. A, it is a, I love going there. Yeah. I do, I do love going I was going just going to say as well, when I, um, my uh, my music, when I, t- I found sort of the sound that I have now uh, from going to Ibiza, that's where I sort of discovered, I, I get, yeah, I discovered House from, like you know proper house music from from going there it started off with funky house um going to used to go to subliminal sessions all the time uh that was that was a big that's had a big influence on me as a dj um like would, i said would you say that, from would you say that you genre. Genre. yeah i'd say house but i, 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 I don't like to I don't like to sort of pigeonhole to a subgenre, you know, so like some, some people do. It's like, to me, it's just, it's just house. You know, I, I can be playing a set. I can play, uh, you know, a tech house track or a deep house track um, or like a tribal house uh, or even slightly progressive. It's if it fits in with the set or I'm vibing off it or I think it's going to work, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll play it. You know, I'm not sort of, I'm not so I'm not like a snob, you know. Some people are like proper music snobs, um, and they're like, oh no, that that that's that shit because it's because it fits into that genre. But if if it's a good song and it, and it works, it's you know I'll um, you know yeah. I'll, I'll play that, um, and that's 
what I was just saying then, mentioning about Eric Rillo, which is a bit of a touchy subject because everything that happened, but, you know, there's no denying that he did have a big influence on me as a DJ and his style of playing. Like, you know, he'd play these seven, eight-hour-plus sets and it would be a journey. He'd play everything from Funky House, then he'd go into sort of tech and then techno and then minimal, and then he'd come back out again. You know, and that's that's what I just love, like, how you can just... how it, when you can just have a nice journey and go through the genres um, of the all, you know, they all boil down to like they fit in sort of house category, I'd say. But when you can just sort of blend blend through the sub genres throughout the set, um, that's did you ever I, get into electro house? Have you done, done any of the electro house parties? Yeah, there was. A, I did actually. Yeah, I've got loads of electro uh, on my in my old CD wallet. I mean, that was like like a couple of years, wasn't there? Was it like 2000? And I think it was like two, it was really big in Leeds. Well, I guess it was big. Everyone's like 2000 and uh, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, um, like with Mickey Slim and all that. He was really big at the time. And um, there was, it, it uh, gets too commercial, it's a bit too commercialized for me. The Electro House, I do love a few nights, but it's got to be the Betty Corston or Sander Van Dorn or something. It's got to yeah. be a little bit more banging and not like. I don't know. I've got it. The, it's too, um, the, too cheesy, should we say? Well, I, I think yeah. Anyway. I mean, D- Dave Spoon at night. That was quite a good track. That I think, and that's sort of like. Uh, would you say that's? I, I'd sort of maybe class that as electro. Maybe not proper electro, um, but um, yeah, it does get it. Can, it did get a bit cheesy, and it got a bit. It was. You, there's only so much you could do with it before they, they all. You know, it sounded. It just he just got, got got a bit old, didn't it? Because yeah, in, in the right setting, no, it is it. Like I, I've done a lot of my electro house parties in Amsterdam, Club Escape, which is there every week, and a uh, club here, that Club Escape especially for being just like a little. It's just a box. I I it's just to me, it's the perfect setting for electro house. It's just a, uh, it's got a really good vibe to it. But as I say, it gets a bit too cheesy. It's um. I could go to Amsterdam five years and go to one Electro House party where I could go to loads of techno parties. Yeah. But yeah. yeah um, I, I, do, I do like Amsterdam. Uh, that's probably one of my favourite cities, actually, I'd say. Um, to be honest, it is my favourite city. I just love the place. Just There's so much going on there, the culture, the people. Yeah. Are there and just, it's got so much to do. But, uh, yeah, there's, lo- there's loads of stuff in there. It's nice in the summer as well. You can chill in the parks. Uh, some good summer festivals as well. Your Lovelands and your Awakenings. Yeah, have you got a favourite techno party that you go to? I don't really. I never really went to as many techno parties um, as other events. But one that we'd go to. I mean, this is going to sound like an obvious one, but it was good. Is uh, music on? Not so much anymore. It got a bit. Um, I think it got a bit. The, I don't know. Got that was nice. Yeah, it was a lot better a few years ago. I've not been for a few years because it, it kind of it got. I don't say it, you can't say maybe not not too commercial, but the, the crowd you, the crowd changed because you'd get all, a lot of the crowd just going for the that weren't really into it that were just going to be cool, you know, because there was like our oh, music on is the place to go, but they didn't really have a clue, and there'd be a few dickheads there. But like before before it got to that stage, I really enjoyed it, um, which was really good. Uh, same with um, Jamie Jones night before that got uh, before everyone started go sort of jumping on that 
Paradise. That was the, that, that that was the first few ones of them were really good. Same with Circo Loco as well. I used to love going there, but then that just sort of turned into a little bit of a, a scenester sort of place. Um, and you can just you can just sort of tell when people aren't there for the music, you know, when they're just there to take Instagram pictures and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I like Berlin for that sense. A lot of the places in Berlin. Uh, I need to go there. I've not been. That's on my list. Don't let you have your phones in Berlin. So it's like going back to the early nineties where people were just free to run round after heads, and uh, no one's. There isn't 500 cameras up in the air, video and everything, so people have got a bit more of a freedom to relax and just crack on and enjoy themselves. That's what that's a, a bit what I don't like about the parties these days, the way, like, and to be honest, I've done it myself. You whip your phone out and you take recordings and stuff. It, it happens, but back in the early 90s when well, mobiles weren't even around in the sense of iPhones and nothing, it was just, yeah. just, just a better freedom in life to so exp- express yourself. Yeah, I can see. I can see how they definitely sort of killed killed the vibe a bit. But I mean, it's it is good at the same time that you know people can get these memories. But I just don't think people need to be on them as much. You know, if you want to get a photo, take the photo, take a photo, and then that's it. You know, put it away for the rest of the night. You know, yeah. they don't need to get it out on every every drop and like what you know. Look at look at you. you then you're spending the night looking through the screen of your phone. You know, you want to be looking seen it raw like you know yeah. rather than so, looking through talking it. about creating memories um, Lunafest obviously what we're here for um, yeah. what would you like to see at Lunafest obviously I'm surprised you want to see at Lunafest uh, how do you see it going uh, what, who would you like to well, I'm going to ask you loads of questions here that once yeah. you can fire through okay. who would you like <laughs> to see at Lunafest what what kinds of music would you want to play at Lunafest and um, where do you see Lunafest going um, okay, well, the first one who would like to see, uh, I'm not too sure to be honest because, um, I mean, I'm I guess it's 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 gonna be we're going for like an electronic sort of music festival. Is that is that right? Oh, yeah, to having... be honest, it, it's well, it, it's gonna be a community festival, so the way the tokenomics are gonna work, obviously, the tokenomics are gonna go to the early investors, the artists and the participants of the festival and it is after three years going to be a decentralized festival where the token holders get a say of what what's happening here there's going to be three stages we're going to have a lunatic stage for community members to come and do the stuff there's yeah. going to be a main stage here and to be honest it, it isn't sorted yet but it's mainly going to be crypto friendly artists even into the scene so the main stage yeah. could have Snoop Dogg on it could it could have no, it's going to be a bit of a mix of indie music, rock music, a bit of everything, to be honest, dance music, different genres. It's it's going to be all kinds. Yeah, I mean, um, I do like, I just, I really do, I love the idea, because I don't think it's been before, has it? Is this going to be a world first for, for this? Well, it's going to be a world first, yeah, in the sense it's going to be metaverse, where people can jump in through the metaverse and if you're playing in a on a DJ stage, people from all over the world, we're, we're aiming for the most attended festival worldwide, whereas everyone can jump in in the metaverse and just watch you play your set and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like doing different stuff. 
Yes, there are a lot of people attend it who, you know, can't make it. So people from all over the world will be will be there at the festival, you know, tuning yeah. in from the phone or computer screen. And the festival site does all the under thousand, so we're gonna be starting humbly, working our way up. I think year one, we're looking at six thousand people. Yeah, and obviously we're gonna grasp the scale of how it's going and that and the metaverse stuff is gonna kick off. Uh, and obviously it holds under thousand, so we can grow and get bigger each year, uh, possibly more stages. But oh what that uh, site? The site holds a hundred thousand. Oh uh, yeah, pressed walls all, have you not uh, had a look at oh, uh, it? Yeah, yeah, I did. I looked at it. Uh I didn't know it could hit the capacity. Was that that, that many? That's a, that's a nice size. Yeah, well, put into I put well, I've mentioned this the last few podcasts, but I'll mention again. Put it into comparison. Creamfields old fifty thousand, and the V Festival used to hold ninety thousand. So it's you know it, it's a really big yeah. It, it could be a really big setup, and then put the metaverse stuff into into perspective as well. It's going to be it could be massive. Yeah, I think it's got a. Got really, really big potential, especially with with where like Luna's going as well as a crypto. You know, we're already nicely in the top ten, and we're just we're just getting started with everything. Yeah, so all, give all it the year, gonna, Yeah, all the festival festival will be running off UST as well. All the artists paid in UST. Yeah, well, yeah. And to- festival tokens. Um, and as older of that token, obviously, when it goes to governance, you get a say. Of what you wanted to, well, basically the the festival is going to be decentralised and it'll all be put to a vote. You know, it, it, yeah, it could go it could go anyway. It could turn into a, I don't know, it could turn so many different ways. But whoever's holding tokens, they get a say, and that's the beauty of it. It's going to be a decentralised festival where people are going to learn about crypto. People that are already in the crypto can learn about Terra because we want them to because obviously we're all Terra Maxis. And it's yeah. just, yeah, it's, it's going to be good for the space. And then the men. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I really, I really, yeah, I just, I, I actually got the website up as well on the screen now. So I was just, uh, I was just browsing through that again, uh, looking at the roadmap and stuff. Um, so we, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's not not far away. Rest. Next year, um, yeah, August, August twenty twenty three. The um, the website's actually being done very smart. It's a it's a really good website. The way it's being done, yeah, it's cool. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Really, really, really slick. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Oh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, well. Sorry, come on. What are you saying? No, no, you, you carry on, yeah. There's a, there's a slight little lag, isn't there, on this, like about, about half a second or something. But yeah, no, carry on. Yeah, and also another thing I noticed on your uh, profile, you're a pizza addict connoisseur. So... Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Um, that all is weird. It's funny one because I actually used to be really a really fussy eater when I was a kid. Uh, like, I mean, fussy, as in my diet would pretty much be fish fingers and chips uh yeah yeah or nothing else really for many years just like basic basic food and pizza was a no-go i'd never i wouldn't even touch that um until someone got me to try a slice 
I've not had I've not had any until I was seventeen years old. I've not had pizza in my life ever. And uh, someone got me to try a slice. I don't know how they did because I was so stubborn. And uh, I had some, and I was like, "This is all right, actually." <laughs> and then uh, ever since then, I've just been like, you know, where's that been all my life? And I've just, I'd have. <laughs> I think the most I've had in a day is like four. I literally have. I still have what like at least one one a day, and I've, like and to this day. Um, so you, I used so to you add a little pizza, pizza maxi, shall we say? Yeah, pizza maxi, yeah, hundred um, percent. And I've not been to Italy yet. I need to go there to Napoli and try the the originate. Um, that's on the list. But I had a little yeah. blog that I start as well on Instagram. I'm not, I, don't, I don't really do it anymore. But I used to, I used, I used to rate them. I used to go to like restaurants, give them a rating, and tag them in it. And I'd be brutally honest. So you know, if it was, if it was shit, I'd tell them it was shit. And I kept get, I'd get invited to go and eat, eat at the restaurants and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, I've, I've, I've stopped doing that now. Uh, well, all, all the food stuff that uh, the festivals page is up for grabs at the moment. Uh, there's no definite of what's happening with the food, but. Anyone in the space that's listening, um, get in touch with the Lunar Fest team if you've got any ideas, if you want to uh, get involved in the festival. It's all, it's all there up for grabs, nothing's been decided. It might happen for you, it might not, but you know, it's good to get involved. If, you, if anyone's listening, like you said, it's that's uh. Doing doing festival food is 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 really good to really good to get into. I've got I've got a few friends actually that go to festivals um, with little food trucks and stuff, and it's um it's great. Like it's it's, it's well, it's profitable for them, but this is uh, it's just this is a good time all around, isn't it? Um, well, so if they're into crypto and they're interested, I'm sure our team will uh, be interested today from them. As I say, everything's up for grabs. Nothing's decided. Uh, we are looking to onboard everybody into the festival so we're open to all kinds of ideas and if anyone is out there does a good pizza I'm sure Alex will be happy yeah in touch <laughs> <laughs> yeah. going to go back to your music have you got it here oh, it's hard to say this because I've got hundreds of favourite tunes and if you listen to them at any given time it's my favourite tune favourite tune yeah it's, it's my favourite tune in the world uh, I've got loads Derek my strings of life comes to the yeah, Street Harmony, Liquid Moby Go, another one. Yeah, yeah. have you got any yourself? Is there a few? Yeah, I mean, I haven't got, I haven't got one. I couldn't just say one. Um, I, there's a handful that, yeah, um, handful of favourites. I'd say, um, Lovebirds springs to mind. Want you in my soul. I think that's just a, uh, just a perfect, perfect song. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. That track everything is just ten out of ten for me. Um, yeah, and who's that? Who's that? Lovebirds, but I'm off the song love, called. Love, Lovebirds want you in my soul. It's um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'd say it's, it's just house house music, but it's quite it's quite melodic. It's got um, it's quite like it. it's quite it's got like a bit emotional as well. I'd say, but it's just it's got a lot of good memories for me and a lot a lot of people as well. That, that's I know it's a lot of people. Have that in their in their top 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 songs as well because it's just just a great song. Yeah, put 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 that on when you can. Have a listen to it. Yeah, I um, possibly mind if it's not uh, jumping out at me. I, I might put it on and go, wow, yeah, that's that song. Uh, yeah, I will, I will I'll check that out. What yeah, kinds of music have you put in your set? Put in 
in, in your music set that we're going to uh, put on after oh, yeah. the uh, podcast? Yeah. What, what, what kinds of music is it? Yeah, well, in the uh, in the set that I've that I've put together is it's a it's a selection of tracks that have influenced me over the years, or as I was starting to get into um, DJing as a teenager and growing up, ones that stand out tracks for me that I'd heard on nights out of, at, at, at nights and in Ibiza as well. Um, Obviously, it's not every song that's influenced me. It's just uh, I think there's about thirteen or fourteen tracks there. They're all on there. There's no the the set is if I was to play a a live gig, I probably wouldn't play that set like that. I mean, a lot of I I definitely play some of them, but my sets are mixed up with new tracks as well and edits and stuff like that. But this is these are just solely tracks from over the years so um yeah that um that i i love and have influenced me in certain way i mean we've got like um i'm not going to say what they are yeah you can make um you can have a listen to it at the end but um goes goes from sort of house to um I think there's a little bit of funky house there, a bit of tech house, a bit of bit of bit of tribally stuff to to some techno. We go techno towards the middle, and uh, back to some some house towards the end. Um, so yeah, it's um, yeah, check it out at the end. It's yeah. you'll. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people that are into music will will recognise most of these tracks. Um, they're not, you know, these aren't white labels that I'm playing, but. Um, there, I'm sure to everyone who's into music, some of these the songs will bring back memories to them when they've been, you know, made a beefer or a certain night or a certain time in their life. So, yeah, I'll check it out. See, yeah, uh, yeah, please, I definitely will do. Uh, I'm looking forward to listening to it. Uh, as always, I listen to music constantly. I've been on my Shazam all day, uh, going through. I've been Shazam and oh, yeah, see so your post every day. Yeah. I didn't actually yeah, realize. Uh, the group, uh, I always see. Post. Yeah, I didn't actually realize how hard the techno is that I listen to. I've got a lot of I'm going through my shazams, and I'm thinking, this is hard. This and every tune's hard, and I, I'll be, I'm trying to play a different. Well, I'm trying to go a different way. I'm trying to start playing in the one two four to the one two eight BPM range a bit more, like slow down techno. Yeah, it was, it was the stuff that. Are you listening to sort of like the stuff like one one thirty one thirty five then? Would you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, one one twenty eight to one thirty three. Well, more yeah. more the one one thirty to one thirty. Yeah, one thirty five to be honest. But yeah, they, they, it's it's always banging. But uh, yeah, they, same. This makes the, the techno in this isn't. I, I I wouldn't say absolutely banging. It's probably quite quite soft. Um. The techno. I mean, we've got like. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you one of the tracks. It's got uh, Oxia Domino. That's in there. So you know, that's not. I mean, that's still techno to me, but it's not. Um, I wouldn't put that as like banging techno. If you know what I mean, it's a bit kind of softer, yeah. isn't it? A bit more melodic. To be honest, the softer techno, the likes of your Pam Potts and all that stuff. I love all that stuff. Anyway, it's just that I myself personally, I grew up on Gabba, Human Resource, oh, like- and Le- Lenny D, and. All that the music maker and proper banging, banging hard stuff. So I, uh, I'm just inclined to that way of stuff. But I do love all the different types of techno, the uh, techno in the house. Um, yeah, sound. 
Yeah. Okay, uh, NFTs. Have you got a favourite NFT before we wrap it up, Alex? Um, I've not really got into it. I have actually got one NFT, but it was um, it's actually Sarah Main's nine-year-old son who did a collection and uh, I bought one of them because I thought they were pretty cool. Cool uh, to show some support. Uh, he's like he's he's um he's a really clever kid. He's he's nine years old and he's he's making NFTs, you know. So uh, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. So I've only got I've got the one, and it's never never really. I mean, you can have this debate with people. I mean, I think NFTs, like in general, like what they are, are amazing. You what you can use them for. Um, but I, I generally just think some of them, like what some people paying like half a million for, you know, the these images, which I think some of them have already lost lost some value. Obviously, some of the, I, I this is not for me. I like it. I mean, I'm really into the NFTs. Like, sort of, I'll give you an example. Um, like an artist, when when they might, you know, have what they they'll make one track and there's only one version of that song and they sell that song as an NFT. I think it's going to be really, really good for artists to start making more money again, you know, because they don't make much on Spotify. Uh, there's obviously they put a lot of piracy. It's really hard for artists to make money from their actual songs um, if before NFTs, but I think NFTs are going to change that because there's so much you can do. I mean, something that I, I think, well, what something that I think would be cool would be if you're already an established artist, you could say you could like sell an NFT and say, you know, th- whoever is the winning bidder of this can come with me and make a song in my studio, like a custom song in that artist style, but with the influence of the fan and then have that as an NFT. Like that's something really cool that you could do. And, um, you know, it's possibilities are endless, really, with things you can do. So, I think that side's pretty cool. And also, a friend of mine uh, who works for a uh, media company said, a music uh, media company said that he sees in the future all event tickets will be sold as NFTs. Um, you know, like festival tickets and club tickets, they'll all just be NFTs uh, in the future, which I think is pretty cool. So, but as what it goes for, you know, buying the art and stuff, that's just not for me because I just, my own opinion on it, obviously, I, I just, it's a bit of a bubble with that personally. Uh, I know a lot of people are really into it and you could have like debates for ages about, and I say, no, no, they're not. But um, I just don't think it's sustainable, to be honest, like for, for that. Um, but I think that, yeah, you could use them um, NFTs in, in other ways apart from, buying and selling jpegs um i think they can be used really really like innovatively so uh if I, I find these too, <laughs> too many these absolutely loads out there i've only got about between 20 or 30 myself my me, me friends who got got me into the crypto in a big way he's got about 300 and he just he'll just buy everything and anything and they hope hope that one day one of them just balloons and just he makes it absolutely fortune of it but uh, yeah today i'm a bit open my i love them and i, I want to get everything but then I, I like i take a step back and i think i just rather farm and just like yeah know, exactly if you use the money like that. Use, use that money for farming you know because it's, 
it just seems like a better it seems like nft a lot of them are a bit of a gamble sometimes you know you get a few and then you know you could have one that's not worth anything uh, but obviously you could get some that are worth something but i mean i'd, I'd rather take a less of a gamble and you know put funds in something like you said farming where you just you know you know you're getting a return on that no matter what yeah what you did mention there though about uh, the music and the nft in your music and stuff uh, Luna Fest is all about that. It's about promotion, promoting DeFi. It's about looking after artists and artist rights, and they they are going to be pioneers in in a sense of they're going to be pushing in that direction. And what you mentioned about NFC tickets as well, that's also going to be happening at the festival. Uh, yeah, basically, Luna Fest in, in, as a gen as a whole, it is going to be pioneering as a whole big music festival. Whereas the metaverse stuff is still so early, but it's like you're going to be part of the first ever festival. Imagine getting your old your hands on one of the first Luna Fest tickets. I know, yeah, and in 20, 20, 30 years' time, 20, 30 yeah. years' time, it could be like, you know, well, I was at the very first one, and in 20, 30 years' time, who knows how big Luna Fest could be? It could be. I'd, I'd, love, I'd love it to be a global brand as big as cream or anything like that yeah. just a proper global brand and the way the crypto industry is it will it, it, well uh, let's say it's definitely going to be that way it's going it's going to make it wagon. yeah yeah it is. i think it's, it's absolutely inevitable like i don't like when some people have said over the years oh it's just uh crypto is just a fad it's you know it's, oh, it's a scam i mean yeah there is scams in it but there is scams everywhere but it's uh it's it's just it's the way i just think it's the way forward especially with it just it speaks traditional banks more people are starting to open their eyes and see that you know the traditional banks they're yeah. they're a scam really i think well, you know aren't they so, we're in another group together aren't we we're in a conspiracy group that i'm Oh, yeah. I do like, yeah. Artists like the World Economic Forum, but we could we could probably make a whole show on that, so we won't touch oh, on yeah. that. That's another episode, isn't it, Wiggy? Yeah, uh, to be honest, we could make a whole podcast on that. But, um, yeah. yeah, so we'll just let's leave it there, but the World Economic Forum, we both dislike them, I should. Yeah, yeah they can do one. They're not going to win. Power of the people is stronger than the people in power. Well, that's what I love about crypto and all the DeFi scene. Uh, I'm anti-establishment. Uh, I, I love the DeFi aspect of all of this stuff. And uh, power to the people. That's what I say. Music for the pe- music for the people. Power to the people. Let's go, Luna yeah. Fest. Yeah, yeah, well, you're right. Bring yeah. it on. Well, Alex, I'm going to wrap up, mate. Yeah, because uh, I think we've covered loads of stuff. Uh, is there anything yeah. you want to mention uh, before we wrap up? No, I think we've uh, no, I think we've, we've covered um, everything there. That's, uh, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, uh, to be honest, mate. Uh, regardless of what happens at Lunafest, I hope you're in attendance and we can have a few beers. Like uh, these many in that Lunatic Space Box group, I want to meet up with and have a beer for the first time. That's the beauty about being a lunatic and being in this uh, this space. Uh, hope we can have a beer one day. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Looking forward to it. Meeting everyone yeah. else. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, as always, uh, I would like to mention anyone that's looking to onboard into the crypto space, uh, come and check Terabyte Pod out, Lay and Terror on YouTube, T5 Alpha. 
Yeah, there's loads of stuff on the internet that learns you about crypto and anyone that's in crypto that's looking to, well, looking for the best crypto out there, check Terror out because in our opinion, it is the best crypto. Um, and I'd like to give a big shout once again to Finn, our podcast host. He's a brilliant Finn. Terror Spaces, uh, as always. Hey, thanks, guys. Good show. I've been here the whole time. I'm just editing while you do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice one, Finn. Nice one for that. Uh, you been there, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got to say, like, I after the last episode, you mentioned that the, or I think it was Matrix mentioned that the website was getting a refresh. And holy cow, whoever did the Lunafest.io website, like, wow, they did a really good job. And I would like them to do that for TerraSpaces one day. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. no, like joking well, speak, aside speak that they did a really killer job for sure. Speak to Matrix, Matrix, I'm sure he'll put you in touch. But yeah, it is a really uh, slick slick experience. It's a good, uh, good website. It's done really good. Yeah, and then I'll also yeah, mention, uh, we mentioned it at the end of the last episode, but we did end up getting a section just for the music mixes. So now if you don't want to like carry around the whole like two hour episode or whatever, just to hear the mix, you know, when you want to listen to it, you can go to the site and it's right there uh, under the content. You'll see the, t- uh, the LunaFest podcast and then under it, you'll see the LunaFest mixes and that'll let you download uh-huh. a, a high quality MP3. Uh, all the episodes are like 96 K mono. So if you want to like actually hear the mixes, uh, they're, they're not oh, yeah, like waves, it, yeah. but they're like, I think we stuck with 128 cause that was a good in between for size versus quality but yeah you can find them all there as long as they're stereo though yeah yep, they, exa- stereo yep. though? exactly exactly those are yeah, all yeah, stereo yeah. for sure for talk you don't really need yeah. it and like for the amount of content we're putting up it, it just saves server space at this point but yeah the mixes yeah, we, we spared no space for the mixes yeah as long as they're stereo that's all not me that's all good i think oh yeah yeah nice one friend Nice one, Alex. Cheers, Wiggy. Cheers, Finn. Thanks again for having me. Thanks for coming on. Let's go, Luna. Let's go, Luna first. (laughs) Ark, Ark, Luna first. Uh, See you later, guys. Checking out now. Bit of it. See you later, Alex. All right. Good episode. Thanks for checking out another episode of the LunaFest podcast. Uh, all the links and everything you can find them over at terraspaces.org. Be sure to hop in the Discord for LunaFest and the Telegram if you hang out there. Come say hi. And of course, we have one for terraspaces.org as well. Uh, you can find the links all over on the site. All right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. I'm Finn, terraspaces.org, lunafest.io. Have a great week.
life and my life is fly So don't take men for a smart fry That's what I say
sun, a morning. 